Hi, welcome to the podcast today. It's Monday, February 7th. Glad to have you here. A couple of things to get to before um, Mary Bill you from the Blade. Usually Mary's on a Wednesday as part of a, you're calling it a restructuring. Um, Mary's on today. And uh, perfect to have her on in the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Because it was back in the, uh, I don't know when it was. One of our last few visits, I was like, Mary, what's your Super Bowl? She's like, oh, Christmas time for sure. I'm like, well, then what's your Super Bowl, Super Bowl? So Mary could talk a little bit about that. And um, uh, I actually uh, had some good content from her. I asked her a very challenging question, like her one Super Bowl food rule. And she gave me a, uh, a great answer. First things first, before we get to Mary, two things. Some work things have popped up on my radar. Um, it's maybe twice a year where I, I get the urge to throw out a quick blog post, which winds up on Facebook and some thoughts about how to help you maximize yourself and your value being an employee and what you, what battles you might want to pick to fight and other ones. I'm like, just, just walk away. It's, it's, it's a waste of your time. Something else jumped out at me yesterday because I saw there's a blog post. There's a blog that I read from, a, from an economist. Very right down the middle, dude. Probably leans a little right, but um, it was about interviews. Um, are interviews important to jobs? I would say so. Um, and like I've told you before, my former therapist turned friend had relayed to me several years ago. He's like, and he works in HR. He's like, I, I tell people they should take an interview or two per year just so they can feel what it's like out there to connect with other employers because we get stuck in our silos of, well, Work can only be this. No, it can actually be a lot of things, but we're stuck overwhelmed with work and emails and 24-7 necessities. So do those do those interviews. Maybe you'll fall into some things. It'll give you a new perspective. Maybe you'll find out that you could have had a better job all along. And by the way, he said two. You could maybe triple that in this current climate um, because good employees, there is a fight over them now. Uh, there was a story yesterday in the Blade from Mary's uh, Mary's colleague Tom Henry. Um, I don't know. I'll read the headline. It's a bald fellow like myself. Um, one energy. It was trying to check in with area workplaces and how they've done their best to retain workers and whatnot. A, a good story. Uh, the headline. One energy, one energy's oh, a one that's the place. One energy's boss said his company is succeeding because he works for his employees. So let me um, expound on on that. I, I love that saying. As um, somebody who has been a manager for a good part of my career, I'm not now, but I still apply this with my coworkers and people who I try to collaborate with inside of the building and outside of it. Um. And I don't know why this just came kind of organically to me when I was promoted to a leadership role in 2000, 2009, April of 2009. Um, I told my people, I I want them to work with me, not for me. And I realized that can blur some lines of friendship and leadership and having to discipline certain people. But that's the mindset I always strive for. So that falls right in line with uh, this guy who he works for his employees. Um, I'll add a third thing to those two things. Whether I'm uh, just an employee or an employer, we should all endeavor to make each other's jobs easier. Not take shortcuts or anything like that, 
but help each other out. I just spoke with somebody yesterday um, in the teaching profession and how they're all picking each other up. Hey, can you cover my class? Hey, can you give me 10 minutes so I can go do this? Um, Regardless of whether you're employer or employee, um, that's always my mindset. And I've I've said that to, to multiple pieces who I've had to, who I've been a subordinate of recently. Like, what can I do to make your job easier? Um, it, it sounds like I'm kowtowing or we're being completely submissive. No, I just want to be a good employee. So some thoughts on work there, go get those interviews. And by the way, interviews are, are very important. Um, and I, I don't think if I ever interviewed somebody and they didn't ask me questions, I would hire them. I forget when it was, but I learned along the way when you're going for any kind of interview, you should have questions prepared especially now where even if you're the one looking for employment, you're the employee to be and they're the employer. The employer is having a hard time finding good employees. So in a lot of ways, even though you are the employee to be, you are interviewing and asking questions of who you will be answering to because you want to work in a place where there are like-minded people and that your philosophies and work ethics will align. And you can ask those questions in an interview aside from how much will I make, which is often posted now, and a variety of other things. So if you didn't know this by now, when you are are setting up for an interview and many people, I bet more than half of the people listening right now or who will listen to this podcast have had an interview in the last year, uh, don't ever hesitate to ask questions. Because again, me, if I just fired off questions to you and you didn't ask me anything... I would be a little hesitant to hire you. And this is even applies to somebody who is working remotely. Um, how much will I have to check in with you? How much will you need me on Zoom? How many times do I have to come in? Always ask questions in an interview, especially these days. I'm going to ask a lot of questions because that's what I like to do. Um, a great compliment to me. Two great compliments I can spit back out at you that I've received in the last couple of years for what I endeavor to do is one, when people listen to the radio show, um, when they say, I find out a lot of things that are going on that I didn't know about because of you, because it's my job to stay up on what we're doing here and what's going on so I can pass it along to you who doesn't have the time to devour all the info that I have. You just want to get your coffee on time and be a good parent, significant other, um, husband or wife. So let me spit that info out at you. And of course, there's a lot of it here. The other thing is I love getting complimented um, on on my interviews, on our interviews, like uh, Juwan did, Juwan Armour did from the city a couple weeks ago. He said something like, this is the most fun interview I've done. So I like to think that I strike the right chord um, with my interview subjects. Some people you just can't break down. One day we'll retell the Donnell Rawlings story on this on this podcast when I can get Philip back on. With that, back on for her monthly visit. Talk a lot about food, hot breakfast, cold breakfast, not controversial, but could be controversial. Breakfast food subjects begin now with my friend Mary Billu from The Blade. It's good to hear your voice as always. It's always good to chat with you. This is always so much fun. We survived our first winter storm of the season, and now I see countdowns to uh, till the days when spring arrives, at least on the calendar. But not going to fool me with that. I'm ready to uh, bundle up for opening day in a couple in two months from now. There you go. We have lived in either Northwest Ohio or Southeast Michigan long enough to know how this works. Yeah, ice in April. Um, so there's a couple things I want to throw at you before you give me your very esteemed list of things that uh, I have said that have 
evoked a reaction with you. One, okay. what was that absolutely delicious looking dessert that that uh, that you did the article on yesterday? Um, oh, that peanut tart? Yes. Oh my God, that was like one of the best things I've ever made. <laughs> and I don't really have a recipe to, to share with anybody, which is unfortunate. I'm hoping I can I can reconstruct it someday. So I did this Bake Along with Bake Off project with the Great British Bake Off. And each week uh, when the new episode would air on Netflix, I would pick one of the challenges and I would do my, either do precisely what they did or I do my interpretation. So they were supposed to be making caramel desserts. So I made the shortbread crust. I had a peanut butter caramel that I stirred peanuts into. I made a peanut butter and cream cheese mousse layer, and then I drizzled it all with, like, honeycomb candy and peanuts and chocolate, and, oh, my God, I'm just so proud of myself. It was so good. Um, when I saw it, when I was, when I was reading The Blade yesterday, uh, it was early, and I don't, think I, I don't think I completed my coffee, so some of my fog could be chalked up to that. But I, I think it was more so I was delirious and drunk from looking at the picture to actually see any of the words that you had written about it. Because that's what I know that was that you don't you don't need any words for that. No, no, and, and like I, I'm pretty. I knew that there was like some kind of. I'm not a chocolate person, but peanut butter and anything works for me. And I clearly saw that well, yeah. that was in there. And it, here's so. I like my food. I'm not a dessert person. I don't have a sweet tooth. But if I went somewhere. And I was teased by my by my host that the peanut butter tart would be dessert. I would leave. I would probably just go very, very light on the food and, and wait to eat all of that. You would save yourself for the peanut butter tart. Amen. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, so how do you think it would have fared on the, uh, on the Great British Bake Off had you submitted that? It was so good. I like to think that Prue would have used her signature line, that it was worth the calories, and I would have gotten the legendary Hollywood handshake where Judge Paul Hollywood gives a handshake. He saves it only for the very best of the best. It, it's truly one of the best things I've ever made. I was thinking of some other kind of thing when you said Hollywood handshake. And it was, uh, it, there are law, <laughs> lawsuits that resolve around, revolve around that now. What's the face? Harvey Weinstein nonsense. You got to watch the show. You yeah. got to watch the show and understand their, their lingo. I know. And that that's, look, because I can understand your passion. Like, I know that we get along because we're on the same page because I understand your passion. I got what it meant. And I have no idea whatsoever what you're talking about. But I know you love that show. I don't it's like when you show your, you know, the comic books and you yes. talk about the movies and the T-shirts. Yeah. I have the most remedial knowledge because you can't miss that stuff. I don't share your passion, but I feel your passion just with different topics. I I will stay off offline uh, days when like my Marvel movies come out, just like how you will stay off of Twitter and whatnot until you get your Great British Bake Off uh, under your yes, under the hood. The fools will 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 spoil it for you. Yeah. Um. Next question. I see that yes. it, it's it's hot. Is it National Hot Breakfast Month? Yes, February is National Hot Breakfast Month. Um, Stop eating those pop tarts. We have we have a senior <laughs> editor at work who has boxes of, of pop tarts stashed around the the newsroom. Uh, no, eat a proper breakfast. Uh, well, I don't know if you'll ever get anybody who does what we do in media to to have like like wholesome hearty meals, three meals a day and whatnot. Because you know, time is everything. That's so not it's, how it works. It's popped. Like, do you want to know what I do? You want to know what I bring with me for food to work? 
I imagine it's more nutritious than Pop Tarts. It is probably not much more substantial, but more nutritious. Correct. So, t- so I I stuffed some Tupperware filled with um, carrots and almonds. I'll throw in a Quest protein bar, which I really like, and um, I got to stop buying apples because. I never eat them, but I've also gotten too many rotten ones lately. But yeah, I have a, I have one of my mm-hmm. apples sitting in the fridge here as well. And I kind of like nosh, as my grandmom would say, nosh on that through the yeah. day. And then I go home and eat dinner. So it's it's more tr- nutritious than a Pop-Tart, but by no means more robust. Right. And it's still cold food. You need a hot, hearty breakfast. So how, how- And it doesn't have to be like a big elaborate thing. So what? Just like eggs and bacon, or what, how would you how would you approach this? Well, you, you, everybody needs to go look up yesterday's. Well, <laughs> yesterday's besides, besides well, yes, um, like you can you can do like the you know warm up some frozen waffles, pour some syrup. Um, I mean that that sort of meets the brief. If you want to have like eggs and bacon, there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, so one of the dishes I made was oatmeal or like a, a mixed grain cereal. So instead of just the oats, you get some of the you know, the quinoa and the chia and some extra nutrition in there. But I, instead of just, you know, like throwing some cold blueberries on it, I made a, and it literally, it's a five minute thing. I made a fruit compote with apples and dried fruits, a little splash of brandy, you know, that, that never <laughs> hurt anybody. And, um, there were some baked eggs. So you can just kind of throw the ham and the peppers and the onions, like all the things you would put in a Denver omelet, throw them in a little ramekin plop some eggs on top, throw that in the oven while you're finishing getting ready in the morning. It's ready to go and eat. It, you know, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. No, that's the good thing about breakfast. Uh, it's usually pretty quick. I even learned um, when I worked at the other place, I got into the habit because I was, I was up so early and um, mm-hmm. I, again, like everybody else, want to be out the door as quickly as possible. I got to nuking eggs in the yeah. microwave. Now it's dangerous because if they're in there, they're, if they're in there like a second too long, you got a lot of cleaning up to do. But yes, you do, it, and you learn that one the hard way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but those were just fine. So breakfast, warm or not, warm, hot, whatever, can be pretty quick. It can, you know. I mean, it, and in some cases, I like to think that you know it requires a little bit of organization. You know, you want to make sure you have the things on hand and you don't necessarily if you're in a rush want to be you know chopping the onions chopping the peppers so you can either do that ahead of time or you know what i always say that people either invest time or money in their in their food so you can either spend your time chopping things ahead of time or you can spend money on the little pre-packed containers of chopped onions and chopped celery and chopped peppers if that's going to make your life easier, buy, by all means, do that. Buy your own. That stuff is so expensive. That's that's got to be one of the most marked up things in supermarkets. Like if I if I go back when I'm in Kroger and I see they've got like um, containers of watermelon and strawberries and apple slices. Mm-hmm. It's so like you could buy three apples for the little container of apple slices they're giving you. But I get it. Some people just True. you know, um, people have their priorities. They do. And they for do. some, it's it's time. For some, it's money. Uh, God, and I will always pay for convenience, but slicing things up is pretty darn easy. Except, you know, as somebody who had hand surgery in July, yes. I will have to say I developed a, a new appreciation. I always used to, to you know, disparage kitchen toys versus mm-hmm. tools. But for a while there, some of the things that I used to call toys became tools. Or so like I'll look at like the pre-chopped things. If I'm looking at zucchini, 
like, you know, zucchini is pretty soft. That's pretty, pretty easy to chop. But at the same time, maybe you have some mobility issue or you have arthritis. Um, and slicing the zucchini is going to be the thing that makes or breaks whether you use it. I will pay extra for somebody to, to cut up the butternut squash so that I don't, you know, chop my hand off while I'm trying to dig into that hard squash. Um, but for the most part, I will do my own. But I have, I have definitely developed more empathy for people who have limitations. Um, I had thought of you last week. I was doing a podcast episode with Margot Puffenberger. She is a uh, Mommy City Council person. And yeah. I uh, I ran by her, your very controversial village idiot take. <laughs> and thankfully, she 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 understood where you were coming from. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I'll just leave it with that. Like she didn't say anything angry. There were no four letter words. She she laughed a little That's bit. Good. But um, That's good. yeah, I wanted to run. Like she is a diehard mommy person, and um, I wanted to see how. And, and you know, good for her, and more power to her, and more power to mommy. Right. I right. just have an issue with a round pizza <laughs> cut into squares. Uh, we've we've had this talk before. Yes. That tells me everything I need to know about how bad the pizza is going to be because <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. Um. So, uh, kind of in the world of like controversial food takes, and like going back to yeah. before we started officially recording, like lowest common denominator stuff. Let me run a couple of things by you, it that align with National Hot Breakfast Month. Um, okay. Waffles or pancakes? Oh, am I making them or am I just eating them? <laughs> Either or, because I, I, I mean, I've seen them juxtaposed. They're easier to make and okay. it's easier to clean up. Um, and sometimes it's nice to have something the softer, but it's also hard to argue with the, the little crispy, crunchy bits on the waffles and the little puddles of butter and syrup. And I don't know, I don't know. You know, I'm not, you, you know, I, I eat them all. I love them all. So it, it, you ask me these hard questions. Yeah. It, when I when I come across that question, and maybe it hasn't like turned into a pineapple on pizza kind of debate, because it's it's not apples to oranges; it's waffles to pancakes. Like they're they're I could see how you can make the comparison that they're similar, but in a way, in ways, they're vastly different. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to say no to either, and you're probably the same. Heavens no. No, right. no, 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 no. More controversial hot breakfast stuff. Um, okay. feel, feel free to excoriate me and disavow our friendship <laughs> if you would like. But I will, I will. When I see sunny side up, up eggs, I see yolk, and I don't want yolk. I and and this is where you can defriend me for life. I'm really only um, like omelet or or. Or scrambled eggs. And I know nowadays people say only seven-year-olds eat scrambled eggs. Well, only... Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. Um, I love scrambled eggs. I mean, they're so quick. They're so easy. Um, so, all right. So you don't like... Let me clarify this. So you don't like the runny yolk? You yes. don't like the yolk? None. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I know some. What's the word I'm looking for? Isolated versus the no. plate. Some people, if you're going to eat yolk, you want it mixed in. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a like a scrambled egg. I, and I know some people call them runny or dippy eggs, and that makes me not. That makes me dislike it even more. Oh, you and Craig, you got to get together. <laughs> he hates. He he would rather not eat the yolk, and God help you if you put a runny yolk in front of him, yep. probably make him throw up. Yeah, I. 
If I have to eat an egg with a spoon, I don't or a straw, I don't want it. <laughs> now I don't like the ones that are like nearly raw. Yes. I like them I like them mostly cooked, but sometimes that little bit of run is really, really nice. Like if you if you serve it um with the toast, then it's it's almost like a like a gravy or sauce you run the, the toast through. But if you serve it over pasta like that and then you as you're as you're twirling the spaghetti, it, it helps to thicken the sauce and it clings to the pasta so it does serve a purpose. But I don't want I don't want the I'm with you, I don't want the yolks that are like nearly raw. Yeah. Well, it makes me think of Rocky gagging down those yes! those raw oaks. Exactly. Uh, um, Can't do that. My, yeah, I, I like scrambled eggs. Uh, I have no problem with like uh, like the mix scrambling the whole thing. Sometimes I'll just do an egg white or whatever. Um, and oftentimes, I don't often have eggs in the house. But if okay. I do, a lot of times that'll be the way that I will clean out my fridge on a Sunday morning. And what I mean by that is, oh, I have two eggs. Let me get all the remnants of peppers, carrots, broccoli, tomatoes, and just toss it in with that egg. That's it. It's perfect. If you have a little, you know, a few scraps of cheese, throw that in there, mm-hmm. get a nice milky gooiness. Have we... Um, have I'm surprised you don't have eggs in the house more often because because you're very conscientious about what you eat and it's always very heavy on the protein. Yeah. And lean protein. Yep. And eggs are perfect for that. Well, you had told me before when we talked about my intolerance, there are times I yeah. think eggs bother me, but you told me there's no lactose in there. There's no lactose in there, no. But there could be something else that you're still reacting to. Right. Yeah, I found like most dairy stuff. So now I just pop my dairy pills for for almost anything that that I'm unfamiliar with. Um, Okay. Thankfully, it does the trick. I have another um, egg thing to run by you since we're we're on this. Um, Have we figured out, like, I get it, like, science is always learning more um, and refuting (laughs) things in the past, like... Well, everything for that matter. And I remember, well, certainly when I was a kid growing up, so you being a little bit older than me, you've probably seen the the seesaw more than I have. Um, What part of the egg is going to kill us? Because I remember like the the yolk was cholesterol. And it was like, no, 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 no. It's all fine. And then like one. So where are we now on the nutritional value of eggs? Um, I think eggs um, are higher up in the esteemed list than they than they were for a while because you're right there was there was all this talk about how high the cholesterol was and then they isolated out that it was the yolks that were really bad and so then you started being able to buy you know the 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 egg whites and those egg beaters that are essentially whites with thickeners and chemicals in them to replicate the 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 yolkiness if you were to make scrambled eggs um you're still you're still cautioned because of the levels of of fat and cholesterol to not eat too many, but but I think they've they've been redeemed. And again, because grocery prices have been going up, um, you know, of course, the last two years have just been chaos all around. So many people have been in need. Uh, when you can have an inexpensive lean protein like that, it's 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 actually a really good thing to have on hand. Yeah, growing up in the eighties and nineties, my head would spin from this part of the egg is bad, this part of the egg is good. There's pro you can't throw mm-hmm. away the pro and my head spun from all that stuff. And then there's whole the, the the whole thing about whether to refrigerate them or not, because in Europe they don't. But here we wash them and we wash off the protectiveness. So you do need to refrigerate them here. Okay. 
Oh, one last egg thing. Uh, I seemingly don't make. I, I could. I should make them more because they they fit nicely in my container with almonds and carrots. I do like. Um, I do like hard boiled eggs, and I should probably make them more. They make for a great snack. Where are you on hard boiled eggs? Oh, I love them. I love them. Sometimes I I try to 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 just boil say a half dozen eggs sometimes, mm-hmm. and then just have them on hand so I can make a quick egg salad or throw some into a green salad. Or just, you know, just cut it and sprinkle a little salt and pepper. That's all you need. Let me ask you this. So I used to, um, with my, I literally eat the same thing just about every night for dinner, chicken over salad. Um, And years ago, well, within the last five or six years, I would hard boil an egg um, (laughs) and then use that. But I would always forget to do it like in the morning and I would do it while I'm making the salad. Is there any way to yeah. quickly cool down a hard boiled egg other than just what dousing it in cold water? Um, if there is, I either don't know it or I'm not thinking of it at the moment because I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I have to remind myself, you're going to want these tonight, so you, you need to cook them now. Right. I mean, there's you could always just sort of, you know, fry it up or scramble it and then use that because that would cool off more quickly. But it's it's not the same. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's only if you really have to have that egg that you want to do that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think that's, that. did you, I didn't expect this to go in an egg situation, but that was a really good discussion. <laughs> we never know. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, my throat's been very scratchy this morning. Um we never know where our conversations are going to go. It's that, always an adventure. That's the good thing. That's what makes it fun. Before we get to your list, and this is not the thing I'm going to use for on the air, um, it's okay. Super Bowl week, and yes. I know you said that like Christmas is normally your Super Bowl, but um, how yes. how do you usually approach one of the biggest feasts of the year? Personally speaking, uh, personally, and, and personally. also professionally, okay. you want to throw that out there too. A personal is different from professional. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I hope that didn't like blow everybody's ears up. Um, personally, I don't really care. Like if the <laughs> if the brown if the Browns were playing, if the the Lions were playing, I would be more invested. If your Eagles were playing, I would be invested. You know, for your sake. Um, I you know people think because Tom Brady is a Michigan man that I'd be all over that. God love that man. He's he's done amazing things. He's had a, an astounding career. But enough already, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Enough. I meant so, from, from a food perspective. <laughs> I, well, I'm getting there. Okay, I'm okay. getting there. So, so I kind of don't really have a horse in the race here. Okay. Um, you know, I I I I'm happy to support the Ohio team. I'm happy to support Joe Burrow because he promoted hunger issues and the food bank. I'm happy to support Stafford because God knows that man suffered with the Lions. So I've, this is the extent of my, my passion for this, okay? I don't care about the ads. Most of them are stupid. They're, they're aimed at demographics other than me. Um, I don't care about the halftime show. I maintain every year Prince should just be rerun. Every year, I just want to watch Prince again. Fair enough. So I'm, I'm not there for anything except the food. Okay. <laughs> that that. That's what the Super Bowl is for me, is is the food. So we're going to have pizza. We haven't had pizza for a while, and it's one of Craig's favorite foods on earth. So I'll probably make two different kinds of pizza. Um, I don't know that you can have a Super Bowl without chips. Uh, we'll have something to drink, and I'll, um, 
uh, on Facebook, I had seen Cindy Bench of Bench Farms had made a cake for her husband. She calls it courtship cake. And it's a, it's a simple bunt cake, but it's one that she's been making for him for like more than 45 years, ever since they were dating and through their marriage. Um, and it's a cho- chocolate cake with some pistachio pudding stirred in. And I'm thinking that looks really good. And that's got a, a story. That's what I'm going to be serving with the pizza. That's what I'm making for dessert. Okay. How about uh, professional? How about you? Uh, God, it's been... Chicken, chicken on green salad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've really like dismissed the Super Bowl the last handful of years just because my body was all messed up and I was so tired. It, four years ago when the Eagles won, um, mm-hmm. I had a bunch of friends over and I drove through the snow that night and got like six different pizzas from uh, Pizza Cat and had some friends over. Uh, that was fun. But yeah. the usual. I mean, it's it's pizza. Never like large parties or anything. So I mm-hmm. don't I don't have anything planned for this weekend. Um, I don't I don't know I don't know. Like it's it depends where I'm going if I'm doing anything. Um, I I don't have a I don't have a benchmark that I need to do that I have done every year of my life. Sometimes I've gone to bars. Sometimes I've gone to friends. Sometimes I've sat alone and just wanted to watch the game and enjoy the experience. So it's all over the place. But if I were going somewhere... Yeah, because there are some people who have, like, they have to make their special ribs or they have to have this special something and they've got their, their tradition. Yeah. Like yeah. the Super Bowl is their Super Bowl. Yep. I don't have any of those. But if, like, you invited me somewhere and you didn't have pizza... Mm-hmm. You better have like bite-sized chicken, uh, uh, bite-sized Philly steak sandwiches or something, because like pizza is the staple. I think so. Yes, and uh, you know people put chili in the crock pot, or they have nachos. Like there are some just basic. It's not. It's like it's not Thanksgiving without turkey. It's not Super Bowl without some of these foods. Without pizza, you got to have the chips and dip. Um, what will, will you have a story this weekend for yes, the Super Bowl? Yes, indeed. What's the preview for that? Um, I always try to do team themed food. Okay. Um, everybody can put, and if you, if you start looking at Super Bowl food stories, everybody's got the, the crock pot chili recipe or, you know, the, the barbecue ribs recipe or whatever. I like to stay relevant and I like to make it relevant to this year. It's not just Super Bowl, you know, it's a different story every year. So uh, as it gets closer to the end of the season, I start paying really close attention to to the playoffs. And when it gets down to about the last eight teams, I start researching uh, the the food. So whether it's the, the food of the city or the food of the city where the game is being played or um, special foods that maybe some of the team members may be associated with or that served at the concession stands like nobody knows like i could i could i could write my master's thesis for how much research i do on the for super bowl and um and then finally right before the deadline where i have to file the story that week uh they get the team settled and so i have my i always try to do a two sweet and two savory recipes one for each team and and we make it up, and the story gets filed, and the page is being put together this week for Sunday. So you'll be all ready. Look for it Sunday morning, and everybody all ready for the game. I don't. That, that's the tease. Everybody can check Mary's story out. By the way, I've told you this before. You I've own, got two chocolate desserts. If that's any incentive, you own <laughs> so much real estate in the Sunday paper. At least on the news slide. It depends on the week. 
So this week was the first Sunday of the month, which means that in addition to my regular recipe story and my regular column, we also have the monthly dinner for one, where I encourage everybody to cook for themselves. Don't tell me it's too much work. Don't tell me it's too much bother. I am here to help you. Um, to go back to uh, Super Bowl, yeah. my brain is, here's my first two thoughts, and I don't want you to spoil anything. Um, it's got to mm-hmm. be something chilly because of what, Skyline, oh. Chile, and Cincinnati. And then, yeah, so I, we have a different spin on it. Okay. I have put a different spin on it. I can't think of any foods that are uh, derived from Los Angeles because it's such a melting pot. I would think maybe Spanish food or something, but I'm going to guess that you're more so maybe going with one of the players. I mean, I'm really excited that Matthew Stafford um, gets to play in the game after suffering for a decade plus. Oh my God, that man, what that man has been through. Yeah. Personally, professionally, every which way. Yeah. um, So I would think maybe you went with a... LA was a really hard one. I'll be honest. I was rooting for Stafford, but I was rooting against L.A. Like, I've been wanting to have, and I'll tell you, I know so little about this. I can't tell you if they're in the same division. But I've I've been wanting Green Bay and Buffalo because they're both really, really good from the food perspective. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to get into Aaron Rodgers and his coronavirus, whatever. Brock, beer, cheese. Cherry pie, come on. Wisconsin is great Super Bowl food. And Buffalo has really, really unique things. They've got this, this sandwich called beef on wax. So it's a roasty sandwich with um with a hard sort of a Kaiser roll that's got caraway seeds on top. I like that. They've got these sort of long sort of color crawler kind of donut things crusted in peanuts. And every year, every year, the universe denies me. So Los Angeles, as you say is this tremendous melting pot. There's the Mexican food, the taco trucks, the Korean food. There's so, so much. There's, you know, Wolfgang Puck and his Spago pizza. There's all this stuff. And yet, if you were to think L.A. food, there's nothing like one thing that's identifiable, like in Chile, you know, or with Cincinnati. Immediately, you think of Skyline. And I didn't want to do the same old thing. So I did a spin with the Skyline. So LA was so so hard. So I'm I'm looking at, at all these recipes. So so the the French dip was created out there. Um, the Cobb salad was created out there. But there's a unique spin on it in Inglewood, at a place near the stadium, and the place is actually owned by by the actress Issa Rae. And and so she's made they've made a, a more contemporary version and it's actually in the town where SoFi Stadium is. And so that's what I went with, because it's the kind of thing that's really nice um, because you don't think of salad as Super Bowl food. But a Cobb salad has the bacon and the avocado and the tomatoes and the cheese and the chicken and the eggs and all these great things. And what's wonderful is that if you've got, you know, a, a number of people coming into your Super Bowl party, it's one of those great things where this one can take the lettuce and the tomatoes and make it a vegan salad, and somebody else can pile every single item in that in the the, the display that is a Cobb salad and dump theirs on there, and it's it's adaptable you totally, to the person, and that's what makes it really nice to serve at a party. You went way beyond the tease. I thought you were just going to do a tease. You've spoiled it now. You don't know what I've done okay. with that All salad. All right, um, and you don't know about the two chocolate desserts, and you don't know what I did with the skyline. With the skyline chili, so I've I've I'm gonna call it still a tease. Okay, 
Sunday in the Blade. I'm uh, I'm running <laughs> tight on time, but let me throw this at you. Okay. You, you are a true person of the media because I thought the same way. Uh, when I did sports talk, and even now, it's like, I don't care who wins a certain thing. Like, just give me a good storyline so I can totally see you mm-hmm. rooting for teams to give you the best food. Um, get, can we run? Can we do a real fast version of what's on your list? Yes. Um, Cooper's Hawks. Oh, you have been to Cooper's Hawks. Phenomenal. I have not. I missed the media event. I can't believe how inexpensive that meal was. Like it was, they were like, it was like TGI. No, it was like Applebee's prices for mm-hmm. four or five star level restaurant food. Wow. Wow. I was there that in the morning, uh, the day before they opened so mm-hmm. that I could do an interview mm-hmm. for another story I've got coming up. That's not really related to the restaurant. Yep. Um, but I have not had a chance to eat there yet, but I hear nothing but stellar glowing reviews. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I, it's hard to impress me that much. And, and I had a great time that night. I even left with a bottle of wine and I don't, I don't ever drink wine anymore. So like perfect experience. I'm so glad to hear that. Yep. Because What's- it's so, it's so nice to have them believing in Toledo. As we've said on other occasions, um, you know, we talk about say franchises or whatnot. Um, but but they're, they could have opened their 50th franchise anywhere. And they chose to support us and bring us jobs and bring us tax revenue. So yep. I'm really glad to hear that, that you like them so much. They were they treated me just wonderfully. Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, what's next? Um, snow. <laughs> snow? <laughs> yes. Uh, you have very publicly, and I'm very proud of you for doing it, have, have chastised people who have criticized all the weather forecasters. Um, I will admit that when I'm told I'm going to get 20 inches of snow and I only get about eight and people have made plans and closed schools and businesses accordingly, um, it, it's a little frustrating. But I would never publicly you know, berate and shame and, and beat up on people the way a lot of people have done with the weather forecasters. And I, and I applaud you for standing up for them, that they should be treated with respect. Uh, yes. And I hope awful things happen to the other people who were cowardly, uh, the, key, the keyboard cowards. And I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I get it. Like, I can see how some people have, maybe they have plans and then they change everything, but they could have gone through with those plans because we get so much less snow. But Mm-hmm. There should never be, and I know that there were some pretty big estimations. I I saw eighteen a lot, but I, it was like twelve to eighteen. Like these things are incredibly hard to pin down. Um, if they could pin them down so accurately, they would all be rich because they'd be gambling in Vegas. So, um, I'm not denigrating what they do or their abilities, but mm-hmm. they need some some latitude and leeway. I mean, th- this is like these are not. This is this is climate and weather, and it can be very unpredictable. And in a vacuum, no one should ever be upset that we got eight inches and not twenty inches. Yeah, because we'd still be shoveling. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have another one of those uh, little mini rants on the air today because there's somebody on okay. T- Toledo Reddit who was very displeased. They didn't get their mail during the snowstorm. And I'm. This is probably not somebody who's like 78 years old awaiting their medication. Nobody's like that on right. Toledo Reddit. So, like, I, I know the old thing from the post office was 
through rain, through sleet, through snow, but times are different there, buddy. So your package will well, arrive that's just it. the next you know, day. In, in the real world, and when you look at how the post office has been decimated the last two years um, under leadership that with any luck will be ending soon, uh, <laughs> I'll leave my political statement there, um, to, to expect people who have been so overworked and, and overburdened uh, with so many you know, so many strikes against them in their workplace to expect them to be able to drive around and walk around in the middle of that once it finally came. There's, you know, you, like you say, you're, you're not expecting something literally life-altering. The, you're just not. When, when I saw that complaint, like if you are an older person and you have that complaint on, on Facebook, I get it. Like I can, mm-hmm. I can imagine what you're getting. But if you're making that complaint on Reddit, my first thought is, who on who who spends a lot of time on Reddit is actually waiting for their mail anyway? Because you probably do everything digitally. Anyhow, right. it, was, it was upsetting. Um, yeah. I've got to wrap us up here, but can okay. we can we do my little on air thing right now? I've we, we've talked about Certainly. this. We've had some brain power, so I'm going to ask you going through whether it's personal, professional, whatever strikes you. You are the food editor and the features editor at the Blade at so much more. What is your number one? Uh, not the features editor. No, no. <laughs> I got to correct that before anybody gives me credit for something I don't do. I'm the food editor. Take the credit. Take the credit. Um, what? <laughs> can, I, can I get the pay raise too? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll make a phone call or I'll send an okay. email or I'll write a nasty tweet. What is, All right, I appreciate that. whether you're, you're making your own, whether you're attending an event, whether you're going to a bar or whatever it might be, what is your need? What is your necessity? What is your tenant to live by when it comes to, um, food and drink during a Super Bowl event? Um, pretty much no nutritional value whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love it. This this is this is a fun event. It's overblown. It's it's just it's it's just fun. You're not supposed to be eating carrot sticks and green salad and you know counting your carbs and your calories and whatnot. Have some fun. A hundred percent, like that. That's a plus. A plus. A hundred out of a hundred. If I right Correct. now, if I said I'm going to have a Super Bowl party. And I'm going to invite all my friends. The first question or within the first two questions I would get, you're not going to serve the food you normally eat every night of the week, do you? <laughs> Chicken over salad. No, you're totally right. And if there's car- if there's carrots, you're dump- you're dunking them into what, like buffalo chicken dip or something. You know it. You know it. Awesome. Yeah. You can, you can, you can serve the buffalo wings, but... You know, you can have the celery next to them, but the wings are more important than the celery. That was a great answer. That'll that'll go over Thank perfect. You. Awesome. 